Welcome to the broadcast. Speak my word is about to begin. Your host is Shannon Davis. And we are living in the time of the end. T-minus. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. We have ignition. We will be reading tonight from the King James edition. Jesus told us to preach the gospel, cast out devils and lay hands on the sick. If you are not obeying him, you better act quick. He is coming back and we will all give a report. So obey Jesus so you don't come up short. Well, praise God, everybody, and welcome back. We haven't done Speak My Word in uh, too long of a time. We're going to get back on track October 1. Bring it in every day. Let's pray. Father, Jehovah, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we thank you for today. This is the day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Forgive us of our sins, known, unknown, back to the very first thought, word, deed, gesture, and action. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ over our minds and our families. We ask you, Father God, that you would surround us with your warrior angels today for our protection. God, and direct our steps, Father God. Let us not be deceived. Make our path straight. Help us, O God, to be overcomers. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, amen. Folks, if you and I are going to be overcomers, we've got to be in the Word of God every day. I failed at it. Many have failed, but we can fix it and repent and get into it every day. We're going to have to. That's the only way we're going to uh, stay clean, folks, is in the Word of God. Washing our minds in the water of the Word of God. Amen. I was looking to see where we left off. I believe we are at Exodus chapter 22 today. So let's dive back in. God bless your word as it's read. In Jesus' name, amen. Exodus chapter 22, verse 1. If a man shall steal an ox or a sheep and kill it or sell it, he shall restore five oxen for an ox and four sheep for a sheep. If a thief be found breaking up and be smitten that he die, there shall no blood be shed for him. In other words, if a person wants to play the fool and be a thief, and they're caught and they're killed in the act, um, there should, you know, that's protecting your property. You will not have to die. If the sun be risen upon him, there shall be blood shed for him. For he should make full restoration. If he have nothing, then he shall be sold for his theft. Listen to that. So if he isn't uh, killed in the commission of that crime, and he lives, see the sun, sun, sun up, there shall be blood shed for him. For he should make full restitution. If he have nothing, then he shall be sold for his theft. Now that would be interesting. Begin to take these thugs, break it in, stealing. They bring, come in with a big bag and they'll just walk through your aisles of your store and load up with whatever they want. And then they run out and 
I think California will charge you with a crime if you're trying to protect your store and a security guard tries to stop them. Something like that? Aren't there some places where people are being told not to stop these crooks? Well, what if you caught that thief and you turned him into a slave? Sold him for his theft. Wow. Maybe we need to bring that back. Indentured servitude. If the theft be certainly found in his hand alive, whether it be ox or ass or sheep, he shall restore double. If a man shall cause a field or vineyard to be eaten, and shall put in his beast, and shall feed in another man's field, of the best of his own field, and of the best of his own vineyard, shall he make restitution. If fire break out and catch in thorns, so that the stacks of corn or the standing corn or the field be consumed therewith. He that kindled the fire shall surely make restitution. If a man shall deliver unto his neighbor money or stuff to keep, and it be stolen out of the man's house, if the thief be found, let him pay double. If the thief be not found, then the master of the house shall be brought unto the judges to see whether he have put his hand unto his neighbor's goods. For all manner of trespass, whether it be for ox or ass or for sheep, for raiment, that's clothing, or for any manner of lost thing, which another challengeth to be his, the cause of both parties shall come before the judges, and whom the judges shall condemn, he shall pay double unto his neighbor. If a man deliver unto his neighbor an ass, or an ox, or a sheep, or any beast to keep, and it die or be hurt, or driven away, no man sing it. Then shall an oath of Jehovah be between them both, that he hath not put his hand unto his neighbor's goods, and the owner of it shall accept thereof, and he shall not make it good. And if it be stolen from him, he shall make restitution unto the owner thereof. If it be torn in pieces, then let him bring it for a witness, and he shall not make good that which was torn. And if a man borrow something of his neighbor, and it be hurt or die, the owner thereof being not with it, he shall surely make it good. But if the owner thereof be with it, he shall not make it good. If it be a hired thing, it came for his hire. And if a man entice a maid that is not betrothed, and lie with her, he shall surely endow her to be his wife. God didn't approve of fornication then and doesn't approve of it now. If you're going to have sex, you're to marry that person. I think fornication should be outlawed today in our country. And I think adultery should be punishable uh, by imprisonment. It used to be. Homosexuality too. You'd go to jail over those things. You would go to jail if you were caught in adultery in America. Maybe we need to go back to that. Indonesia passed a law condemning adultery 
and I think fornication too. It's a, a crime punishable by uh, jail time if you're caught. Now, I don't know how keen they are on enforcing it, but they passed the law, so I guess uh, they're trying to tur- you know, uh, curb those sins in this country. Well, the foreigners who come down here from Australia, America, other countries, they begin an uproar. How dare you? We'll stop coming to Bali then if it's a crime for having sex. Because that's what they want to do. They want to come down here and party and hook up and people mocking the Indonesian government for passing that law. And then sadly, another official said, well, we're not going to enforce it for the foreigners. Why not? Why not? It's sin. It's breaking one of the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Word of God says fornicators and adulterers, drunkards, homosexuals will not inherit the kingdom of God. If they do not repent, they die in that sin. God considers a sin that he'll send you to hell, and me too. If we're committing that, and we don't repent while there's still time to repent. And this is not a big deal. It's going to cost people their souls. And many governments are empowering people to go right in the hell by not condemning this. We don't condemn anything anymore. There's places in our country of America you can commit a crime they'll release you the same day. Assault, robbery. The book in Relisha the same day. Isn't that happening up in Chicago? No wonder it's um, one of the murder capitals of America right now. Nobody enforces the law. So the law will say, why do I need to keep it? Worst thing they can do is catch me and release me. The invasion at the southern border, and that's what it is, is an invasion. Being being aided, though, by our government and encouraged by our government, it's a judgment of God. It's a judgment of God. And I'm talking about illegal immigration. Nothing wrong with legal migration. Go through the process. But illegal immigration, what's it going to result in? Country's gone. And not only America, but many countries like that are, are just being overrun by people who don't share the values that you and I do in many cases. And there may be others that are Christians. I hear you. But this is in violation of the laws of the land. And our government is not enforcing laws. What are they doing? They're going after peaceful protesters from January 6th. They need to be arresting the agent provocateurs and the FBI who were over there doing some of the deeds. 
Okay. God is laying out some rules here. Without rules, there's anarchy, isn't there? Again, if a man entice a maid that is not betrothed and lies with her, he jumps her bones. He's supposed to marry her. He shall surely endow her to be his wife. If her father utterly refused to give her unto him, he shall pay money according to the dowry of virgins. Absolutely. I wouldn't want my daughter hooking up with some some uh, thug. Heck no. Yet people do it every day. They let their daughters date. Dating is from hell. It's not in the word of God. Show me anybody who was dating. There were arranged marriages. There may have been courtships. But one-on-one dating? I can't find it anywhere in the Bible, can you? And we know nobody just goes out for a cup of coffee. Not these days. Stand her in a date and then pop goes a weasel. Or drinking and clubbing and then pop goes a weasel. And we wonder why we have the problems that we do. We're engaging in sin that will send a person to hell if they do not repent. And there are people, and I know some of these people, they're living in sin right now, thinking that God approves and he'll look the other way. They're kidding themselves. I told one individual, if you died tonight, in your sin, you would wake up in hell. Get married. Don't live with somebody. Yet it happens every day. It's happening in the church. Dating leads to making out, to knocking the boots, to break up, to pregnancy, to abortions. It's a slippery slope right into hell. Yet the cultures of the world embrace it. They promote it. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. There's several Hollywood actresses. I can't remember the names right now. One of them was just in the Expendable movies, though. Her name is Fox. Who are self-proclaimed witches? Another one was in one of the Disney uh, series. She's an actress, too. She's a witch. Lives somewhere in the Hollywood Hills. Lights candles, does rituals. Famous football star married to uh, this runway model. Her name escapes me. She's an exotic woman. She's a witch. He admits to it. What's going on? Rise of witchcraft. Many people getting into witchcraft to manipulate and to um, get gain, ungodly gain. They're going to lose it all before it's over with and bust hell wide open in the flames of hell, fall by the lake of fire for eternity if they do not repent and quick. 
Here it says, you shall not suffer a witch to live. We've got witches in the church, people in New Age witchcraft, light workers. That's witchcraft. Whosoever lieth with a beast shall surely be put to death. He that sacrificeth unto any god, save unto Yahovah only, he shall be utterly destroyed. Have neighbors that would be destroyed under this rule right now. Thou shalt neither vex a stranger, nor oppress him. For ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. Ye shall not afflict any widow or fatherless child. Ye is talking to all of us. If thou afflict them in any wise, and they cry at all unto me, I will surely hear their cry. We're not to mistreat widows and fatherless children. God says, if you do, he'll hear their cry in my wrath shall wax hot and I will kill you with a sword and your wives shall be widows and your children fatherless if thou lend money to any of my people that is poor by thee thou shalt not be to him as a usurer neither shalt thou lay upon him usury you are not to be charging him interest as some do Look at some of the credit cards today. You pay 27% interest. It's crazy. If thou at all take thy neighbor's raiment to pledge, thou shalt deliver it unto him by that the sun goeth down. For that is his covering only. It is his raiment for his skin. Wherein shall he sleep? And it shall come to pass when he cries unto me that I will hear, for I am gracious. Thou shalt not revile the gods. Nor curse the ruler of thy people. Thou shalt not delay to offer the first of thy ripe fruits. And of thine liquors. The firstborn of thy sons shalt thou give unto me. Likewise shalt thou do with thine oxen and with thy sheep. Seven days it shall be with his dam, and on the eighth day thou shalt give it me. For ye shall be holy men unto me. Neither shall ye eat any flesh that is torn of beast in the field, you shall cast it to the dogs. Exodus chapter 23. Thou shalt not raise a false report, but not thine hand with the wicked to be an unrighteous witness. Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil, 
Neither shalt thou speak in a cause to decline after many. To rest judgment. Neither shalt thou countenance a poor man in his cause. Thou meet thine enemy's ox or his ass going astray. Thou shalt surely bring it back to him again. If thou see the ass of him that hateth thee lying under his burden and wouldest forbear to help him, thou shalt surely help with him. Thou shalt not rest the judgment of thy poor in his cause. Keep thee far from a false matter, and the innocent and righteous slay thou not. For I will not justify the wicked. Thou shalt take no gift, no bribe. For the gift blindeth the wise, and perverteth the words of the righteous. Also thou shalt not oppress a stranger. For ye know the heart of a stranger. Seeing ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. In six years thou shalt sow thy land, and shalt gather in the fruits thereof. Now does anybody do this today? But the seventh year thou shalt let it rest and lie still, that the poor of thy people may eat. And what they leave the beast of the field shall eat. In like manner thou shalt deal with thy vineyard, and with thy olive yard. Six days thou shalt do thy work, and on the seventh day thou shalt rest. We're talking here about a day of rest for the land and for mankind. It actually starts tonight, Friday night sundown to Saturday night sundown. That's God's day of rest. The evening and the morning were the first day. And if you look, uh, Sunday has always been the first day of the week. What is the seventh day? Saturday? But actually Friday night sundown to Saturday night sundown. Because you got to remember, that's God's reckoning, reckoning of time. So I tell Mama Narita, don't do any laundry on fr- you know, uh, Friday night going into Saturday. We can get by one day without doing menial labor like that. Now, I might wash some dishes just so they don't pile up. But, you know, any other labor that could be done any other day of the week, we're not to do it on the seventh day. Now, that's what, what it says here. Yet there were times in my life I worked seven days a week. That wasn't of God. He says right here, Six days thou shalt work. Do thy work, and on the seventh day thou shalt rest, that thine ox and thine ass may rest, and the son of thy handmaid and the stranger may be refreshed. What's it for? To refresh yourself. Who doesn't like refreshment? That's the whole point. And some people disregard it and they die young. Or they they die prematurely, rather. Burnt themselves out. And they burn the land out, too. We're supposed to let the land lie idle the seventh year. And I believe God blesses those who keep his word. And those who don't, they run into some trouble. 
13 says, In all things that I have said unto you, be circumspect, and make no mention of the name of other gods. Neither let it be heard out of thy mouth. Three times thou shalt keep a feast unto me in the year. Thou shalt keep the feast of unleavened bread. That's where thou shalt eat unleavened bread for seven days, as I commanded thee, in the time appointed of the month of Beeb. For in it thou camest out from Egypt, and none shall appear before me empty. And the feast of the harvest. The first fruits of thine labors which thou hast sown in the field, and the feast of ingathering, which is in the end of the year. When thou hast gathered in thy labors out of the field. So the feast of unleavened bread, the feast of harvest, and the first and uh, excuse me, the feast of the harvest, the first fruits of thy labors which thou hast sown in the field, and the feast of ingathering. There we go. Three times in the year all thy males shall appear before the Lord Yahovah. Thou shalt not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leavened bread. Neither shall the fat of my sacrifice remain until the morning. The first of the first fruits of thy land thou shalt bring into the house of Yehovah thy God. Thou shalt not boil a goat, a kid, in his mother's milk. That didn't sound tasty anyway. Why would you want to do that? But people did it. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice, and do all that I speak, then I will be as an enemy unto thine enemies, and an adversary unto thine adversaries. For mine angel shall go before thee, and bring thee in unto the Amorites, and the Hittites, the Perizzites, and the Canaanites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works. But thou shalt utterly overthrow them, and quite break down their images. When I moved to Bali, Indonesia seven years ago, we had to do that. Of course, I had to get permission, because I didn't own the property, but we made an agreement with the landlord we would move in, but she would have to break down those altars. And she did that. We rented the house. We're still renting it today, seven seven years later. And she literally broke down two stone altars. They were big, and the next day there was rubble all over the the yard. And I've shared the story before. The demons manifested, went into the shaman and said, "Uh, we will go but send us to the waters. So there were demons living on the property here. They live where there's any altar. You may have an altar in your house right now. a dream catcher, a Buddha, a dragon, some of these objects from India or other countries 
goes on to say, And ye shall serve Yahovah your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. There shall not, there shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in thy land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. Uh, barrenness. We're seeing more and more of it. Is that a blessing from God? No. Could be the woman, it could be the man. There's a problem there. Sometimes it's a curse for disobedience somewhere. And I've seen people that were trying to have kids for years. Didn't look like it was going to happen. They were prayed for. Or they followed the uh, counsel of the Lord who said, fast seven days and you'll get impregnated. And they they conceived. And another had triplets. Or had, had one child and had uh, twins. They had been unable to conceive. There was barrenness. God can heal that. He can turn it around. There's hope. I will send my fear before thee and will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come. And I will make all thine enemies turn their backs unto thee. And I will send hornets before thee, which shall drive out, drive out the Hivite, the Canaanite, the Hittite, from before thee. I will not drive them out from before thee in one year, lest the land become desolate, and the beast of the field multiply against thee. By little and little I will drive them out from before thee until thou be increased and inherit the land. And I will set thy bounds from the Red Sea even unto the Sea of the Philistines and from the desert unto the river. For I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hand and thou shalt drive them out before thee. Thou shalt make no covenant with them no agreements, nor with their gods. They shall not dwell in thy land, lest they make thee sin against me. For if thou serve their gods, it shall surely be a snare unto thee. I think we can do one more. Verse uh, chapter 24. And he said unto Moses, Come up unto Jehovah, thou and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel, and worship ye afar off. And Moses alone shall come near Jehovah, but they shall not come near, neither shall the people go up with him. And Moses came and told the people all the words of Jehovah, and all the judgments. And the people answered with one voice and said, All the words which Jehovah hath said will we do. And Moses wrote all the words of Jehovah and rose up early in the morning and built an altar under the hill and twelve pillars according to the twelve tribes of Israel. And he sent young men of the children of Israel which offered burnt offerings 
and sacrificed peace offerings of oxen unto Yehovah. I have neighbors that have to do peace offerings every day to the gods they serve and to try to placate demon spirits. I see it every day. They go out to the altars where the demons live and they have to sacrifice. It takes on a whole new meaning when you've actually seen some of this stuff happen. And this is happening right now around the world. People sacrificing at altars. We're starting to see these altars in America. It's sad. And he sent, again, young men of the children of Israel which offered burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings of oxen unto Yahovah. Now, and Moses took half of the blood and put it in basins. And half of the blood he sprinkled on the altar. Excuse me. And he took the body of the covenant and read in the audience of the people. And they said, All that Yahovah has said will we do and be obedient. And Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, Behold, the blood of the covenant which Yahovah hath made with you concerning all these words. Then went up Moses and Aaron and Nadab and Abihu and seventy of the elders of Israel. When they saw the God of Israel and there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of a sapphire stone and as it were the body of heaven in his clearness he was invisible to them but they could see the body of heaven and the paved work and upon the nobles of the children of Israel he laid not his hand also they saw God and did eat and drink and Yehovah said unto Moses come up to me into the mount and be there and I will give thee tables of stone and a law and commandments which I have written that thou mayest teach them and Moses rose up and his ministered Joshua and Moses went up into the mountain of God And he said unto the elders, Tarry ye here for us, till we come again unto you. And behold, Aaron and her are with you. If any man have any matters to do, let him come unto them. And Moses went up into the mount, and a cloud covered the mountain. And the glory of Jehovah abode upon Mount Sinai. And the cloud covered it six days. And the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. And the sight of the glory of Yahovah was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got him up into the mountain. And Moses was in the mountain forty days and forty nights. Okay, I'm glad to be back in the Word finally. Today we read three chapters, 22 to 24. So let me mark my notes here. Okay. If you don't have a King James Bible, you can go to kingjamesbibleonline.org till you can order you one. 
you can pull it up right there okay God bless you Father God thank you for your word today let your word be true in every man a liar in Jesus Christ's name we pray amen alright I'm going to save this we're going to come back here in just a few minutes with Hank Groover it's going to be a good program you want to stick around if you can let me reset we'll go to a song or two and we'll get started 